you know, I know Medicaid goes after the home and different things. And, you know, is it going to matter if, you know, which way? Because mom's, mom's not bad, but she just really doesn't need to live alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're, we don't want to put her into any community yet. So is there a difference if I move in with her or if we move her in with us? And mm-hmm. there are some very significant issues with that. That's the purpose of this podcast. That's right. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That is right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, I am here with my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley, and welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast, where we truly bring you all the answers on aging. And if this is your first time to check out our podcast, welcome. If it's not, then welcome back. Thank you. Yes. And we hope that you have learned a whole lot in all the other episodes that we've dropped out and want you to learn a whole lot today about a pretty common question or consideration that a lot of people have um, that we recently did a radio show episode on, mm-hmm. and um, it's sort of a piggyback off of the episode we brought to you when we interviewed Todd's friend Jim about, you know, what things should I consider when I have an aging loved one move mm-hmm. in with me? Which and, was a great episode. By oh the way. my goodness! I highly recommend you go back and watch that. Yes, <clears throat> it and it really does make you think about things that aren't that obvious but sure. are crazy important. Mm-hmm. So today's episode, we're going to answer the question, should I move in with mom or should mom move in with me? Both of us get this question. You get it in your care navigation. I get it as an attorney to say, you know, I know Medicaid goes after the home and different things. And, you know, is it going to matter if, you know, which way? Because mom's, mom's not bad. But she just really doesn't need to live alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're, we don't want to put her into any community yet. So mm-hmm. is there a difference if I move in with her or if we move her in with us? And mm-hmm. there are some very significant issues with that. That's the purpose of this podcast. That's right. So it <clears throat> matters because it could really make or break the chances of when mom needs to go into the nursing home or apply for Medicaid to care, to pay for that care, whether or not she qualifies. And so um, we really want you to learn a lot from today's episode, just like every other episode, but especially if you have a friend or know someone who 
is starting to contemplate, okay, is it time or Mm -hmm. what exactly are we going to do? Share this episode with them. Please. Take this information seriously and, and help us reach our goals by educating and improving the lives of our seniors as much as possible. Very good. So the initial issue is, I mean, yes, there are some legal and financial ramifications of this, but number one, first and foremost, do what is best for your situation. Mm-hmm. I do understand a lot of older people don't want to leave their home, Mm -hmm. and so it would be less of a fight. It would be less of an inconvenience for your parent for you to move in with them and be there. And when I say move in, I really do mean this is 24-7. You're living there with them and waking up with them, going to bed. You know, you're living there, and so do what's convenient and but what is realistic for your situation and Mm -hmm. many times that is moving in with the parent but sometimes it means moving the parent in with you because your your house is better designed it's bigger newer it doesn't smell like cats (laughs) so or you could have a full-time career and mm -hmm. a family that is still very young and this is kind of an unexpected transition and there's no way you can just uproot your entire life and your family because your mom or dad live out of state or Mm -hmm. in a different town and that's the best option for getting her the help that she needs so Mm -hmm. and when we talk about mom we're not just talking about mom it's any aging individual but just for simplicity today we're going to refer to mom Typically is mom, because when the husband gets ill, mom cares for the husband until he goes into the nursing home. Now mom's by herself. And so it's it's not always a mom, but many times it is. So we're going to talk about each of those situations. So whichever one works best for you, we have answers for that, okay? Mm -hmm. So number one, there is a very um, cool Medicaid exemption to the gifting rule. And let me just say the gifting rule in Medicaid says that if you give away assets, so if you like gave away the home to someone, that's a problem with Medicaid. Typically, there is a five year look back. And so if you do a gift, you need to try to not pay apply for Medicaid for the next five years, if at all possible. That doesn't mean you can apply. It's just that gift will show up for the next five years. Okay. However, there are some exemptions to that gifting rule that really do make sense. Congress actually said, hey, what if we encourage a kid to move in with their parent and because the kid moved in, that kept the parent out of a nursing home. Yeah. That would save us money, us as the government. That would save us money. So therefore, let's create an exemption or a encouragement for kids to move in to the home of their parents. And that exemption is if you move into your parents' home, you live there for two years, then we can actually give that home to that child with no penalty for gifting. Even if it's within five years of uh-huh. the look-back period. Absolutely, huh? yes. Okay. Okay. It is a exemption to those gifting rules. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, 
it is best. It's more simple if you move in with mom and we'll talk about later, you know, stay with us till the end because we're going to talk about how to prove that. And that's important because when you move in, you need to set that date. They are very specific about those two years. Mm -hmm. So you, you do need to prove that you've moved in. We'll talk about that in just a second. Okay. okay, but but okay. What if it's not feasible or it's not practical, or mom has a teeny tiny house and there's no way I can move mm-hmm. my entire life, my whole family, in with mom, and she has to move in with me? Okay, what's the best way to go about that? Well, let's talk about what typically happens. And as an elder law attorney, I beg people, please call me before you make big decisions. Let's sit down. Let's talk. And I may be able to make your life a whole lot easier and save you a ton of money if we can do things from the front end rather than at the back end, okay? So the typical situation is we're we're here, mom can't live by herself, and so typically the daughter says, hey, mom, move in with me. So they sell mom's house. Let's say they they sell it for $200,000, okay? okay? Mom sells her house. She moves into daughter's house. Daughter and son-in-law, being the good couple they are, they're not going to charge mom rent. Mm-hmm. Mom just moves in. Mom puts the $200,000 in the bank. Mom may or may not pay some bills, whatever, but yeah. primarily that $200,000 just sits there. Three years later, mom has some medical event, a stroke or whatever, cannot be in the home and needs to go into a nursing home. And if you've Listen to our previous versions for a, a, a single person. I can protect about half or a elder law attorney who knows what they're doing. They can protect about half of that money. So in this situation, mom sold her house, put the money in the bank. Three years later, she needs a nursing home. We can protect about $100,000, which means we're going to lose $100,000. Well, that's not horrible, but it's not good either. Yeah. Here's the situation. If you'll call me or if you'll plan ahead, what if mom sells her house and now she's moving in with the daughter? The daughter has, let's say, a $300,000 home, Mm -hmm. okay? And hopefully her mortgage is not over $200,000. Let's say it's one fifty. dollars so they live in this $300,000 house. They have $150,000 mortgage. What if mom buys this house? Medicaid's perfectly okay with you getting a really good deal. If you pay $200,000 for a $300,000 house, Medicaid's perfectly okay with that. So that's not a problem for mom. And so she gives the $200,000 to her daughter you do have to deed the house just like a sale. I mean, mm-hmm. go through closing, go through everything, but yeah. you're you're you were selling this house to mom for $200,000. Now, you're living in mom's house. You now meet this exemption to say, yes, the daughter, the kid is living in mom's house and so therefore 3 years from now, she needs nursing home care. She doesn't have any money. It's gone. It mm-hmm. it paid off the mortgage and the daughter has $50,000 left over in her bank account. Now, 3 years later, what 3 years later, mom is 
needing care and broke and Medicaid pays for the bill, we've protected the entire $200,000. Ta-da. Ta-da. But you have to do that beforehand. You know, yeah. That has to happen. It's got to be mom's house for two years. And so that's why I encourage people, please call me. Let's, yeah. you know, there's been so many times people have called, you know, with our initial question, mom needs help. Does it matter? I would rather move mom in with us. Yes, please come see me. We can do this. It's cheap. It's a deed, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you understand two years from now, you can then get her on Medicaid. There you go. And she gets the care she needs. You've protected the estate and followed all the rules. So, I mean, sound. I know it sounds simple when he says it, <laughs> but when you're in it and going through it, it's crazy complicated. And that's exactly why you've got to reach out to an elder law attorney who knows their stuff so that the right steps can be taken to protect the estate, but also to make sure mom gets the care that she needs and hopefully paid for by Medicaid. Yeah. So what, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's the rules. Okay. That's fantastic. If it works now, there's obviously some very intricate issues that go along with this. We can only give the house to the child who moved in with the parent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if there are other siblings and what if mom's biggest asset is this house? We've now given the entire asset to this one child, which in some situations they may earn it. Okay. Right. They're now caring for mom and mm-hmm. giving up going out to eat and, you know, go back to Jim's episode a, a few episodes ago where he talks about what he gave up to bring mom in with him, Uh you know, possibly that child deserves a little more than the other kids, you know, maybe not all of it, but more there. If that's a a situation, I have sat down with siblings, we draw up a family agreement to Uh say, look, here's what's going to happen. We are going to deed this house completely to this child. Then that child signs a, a family agreement to say, okay, I will pay out this much money. Mm-hmm. Soon as mom dies, we own this house. We'll get a mortgage and we'll pay you your share. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do a family agreement. It is a legally binding contract and that can make sure the non child care giver children get their share of the estate. Mm-hmm. Again, this takes communication. It takes you know, talking about it and Mm -hmm. realizing what's going on and everybody coming to the table, sitting down and explaining this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about then if mom moves in with, with us, how do we prove that she moved in? If we're not making her pay rent, how do we prove that she's been there for two years and we've in fact prevented her from needing nursing home care? Sure. You know, when she moves in with you, you're probably going to change her mailing address, okay, okay, so that your house or now her house is now her mailing address. And so, therefore, keep some of those early bills, like her Medicare paperwork or whatever that has her name and a date on it. Keep those early ones Mm -hmm. so that you can show, hey, see back three years ago or at least two years ago, she got this piece of mail at this address and her name is on it. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, the other thing is typically this doesn't just happen. It's like, uh, let's move mommy in. No, typically this is done at a doctor's office. Mom's had some episodes. She has forgotten to take her meds. Mm -hmm. She left the burner on and the police were called. The fire department was called. You know, something happened to get mom to the doctor. The doctor says, Miss Jones, you can't live by yourself anymore. I recommend a nursing home. And daughter's like, wait, 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 wait. What if I move her in with me? Okay, that works. Get that doctor's letter stating on that date that they recommended that mom move in with daughter and that basically kept her out of a nursing home. Another good thing, just from a practical standpoint, since you now have a elderly person living with you, you are going to go out to eat, you are going to go to work. If you have some neighbors that you're close to, go to them and say, hey, I was just going to let you know, mom's moved in with us. If you see her around, please understand, yes, she is now living with us and try to come up with some date that will stick in their mind, Uh your neighbor's mind, you know, say since 4th of July, Mm -hmm. mom's moved in and blah, 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 you know, set some date so that they can remember. Yeah, I do remember them saying 4th of July, 2018, they moved mom in with them. And it's good to say, Hey, if you see mom out in the yard or walking down the street, give me a call. Yeah. Cause that may or may not be a what good thing. Or yeah. if we're gone, would you mind coming over and just checking on her some, you know, get, get the neighbors involved so that they can then do some kind of letter that, you know, two years from now will say, yes, I remember they came over and said, mom's moving in with them. Mm-hmm. And it was this date. You know, another thing that just popped in my head are neighborhoods with um, property owner associations. Mm -hmm. Some of those uh, covenants state that if you have a, basically anyone but an immediate family member residing in your home for less than a temporary basis, they need to be notified. Right. So there could be that little Mm -hmm. loophole too that could maybe help you. Yep. Shooting the email to the. POA president. <laughs> yeah. Don't we love them? We love POAs. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those are a few common ways that we have proven to DHS. And to be honest, I practice primarily in Arkansas. And to be honest, Arkansas Medicaid has never pressed us much on this. Mm-hmm. You would think, I mean, they make our lives miserable for so many things. And this is a huge asset that we're protecting. And I just kind of expected them to make us go through this huge process of proving all of this. And honestly, I mean, we don't use it if it doesn't apply, obviously. But surprisingly, that, you know, we just tell them, hey, I was just going to let you know we did deed the house from mom to the daughter because she lived there for two years. And they're like, okay. It's like, all right. And, you know, they just kind of take our word for it. I think part of that is my reputation, but we could justify it if we needed to. And what I just told you how to do that are great ways to prove that you've been there, that, yes, you've been in mom's house for two years. Okay. So why do you recommend that 
mom pays for her own groceries and her own dinner instead uh, of us paying for it and then her reimbursing us. For yeah, that. that's a huge. Why is that a big deal? Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. So any check written from mom to pretty much any other person is going to be scrutinized, Mm -hmm. okay? And particularly if mom's writing checks to the daughter or son-in-law or grandkids or whatever, they're going to want to know, first, they'll assume this is a gift. Mm -hmm. Mom's just giving away money. No, 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 that's to reimburse us for Walmart and blah, blah, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. Just get a debit card that's in mom's name, and if you go shopping, at Walmart or the grocery store or whatever, check out twice, okay? Here's mom stuff. You buy mom stuff, pay for it with mom's debit card. DHS never questions a debit charge or a check to a store. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, she bought stuff. That that makes sense. Um, and then check out with your stuff. And I will tell you, sometimes they're like, okay, you know, mom should pay rent. Mom, you know, really wants to do more for the family than just pay for her specific things. And there are times when that line of, is this really for mom or is it for the family or whatever? If there's in any way that it can be allocated to mom, let mom pay for it. And that helps the family some, but then also make sure that when you go to apply for Medicaid, remember there is that five-year look back and they are looking for gifts and a check from mom to pretty much any person is going to be assumed to be a gift unless you can prove otherwise. Mm -hmm. So make those checks from mom to a person as infrequently as possible. And if you do, write a check to a person, get a receipt. Like if it's a caregiver, if it's the dog groomer, whatever, get a receipt showing, yes, I paid $85 for this dog grooming visit and connect those two and hang on to it. I tell people, I actually give them a big envelope and say, put all of your receipts in here. Just know everything's got to go in this envelope. And when you go to apply, take this envelope, with you and that will make your life and the person applying for Medicaid for you, their life a whole lot easier. Very good. Okay. And you know, we probably haven't had a show yet that doesn't kind of drive back home how incredibly important it is for power of attorney documents to be in place before you enter into that crisis mode planning, before you actually need them, because when you've got these documents in place that authorize the daughter to sign mom's checks or to help with her finances or with the Medicaid application versus when you don't have those documents in place and mom is really not that reliable anymore Mm -hmm. to answer these questions and Mm -hmm. to be able to produce these reports and statements and everything, that's going to shoot you straight into crisis mode planning. And that could possibly force you to look at a guardianship. (sighs) Golly. Don't say that word. No. <laughs> so yes, powers of attorney are just crucial. You've you've moved mom in with you, or you're living with mom. It's extremely convenient to have a immediately effective, not a springing power of attorney, so that 
you know, you don't have to drag mom out of the house if she's not feeling well or just it's very difficult for her to get out. With a power of attorney, you can go do any business for her. It's mm-hmm. extremely convenient, but then it's it becomes very necessary when she becomes incapacitated. And if you have a power of attorney in place that has all the powers, then um, – you don't have to do a guardianship once she becomes incapacitated, except in very, very limited circumstances. Very good. Very good. Thank you. What else should we share about what you should consider when you're thinking about, do I move in with mom or should she move in with me? I, you know, I think that's most of it. Just please get, you know, please communicate with your siblings, with mm-hmm. any other family member that's going to have a problem with this. And I encourage all of them to be in on the meeting or the phone call or whatever. We're not hiding anything, but I'm showing you a way that you can protect the home. And many times that is the biggest asset that a person has. And being able to protect that is fantastic for the family. And so let's all get together. Let's get on the same page. Let's communicate. Let's have that hard conversation. Mm-hmm. And let's, you know, get to the bottom of this and save some money. That's right. And get mom the care she needs. Exactly. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, we really appreciate it when you like, share, and subscribe to Answers on Aging. And please wait for next week's episode. It's going to be really good. We'll be covering the ABCs of caregiving. So that'll be a fun show. Mm-hmm. And um, we hope you learned a lot today. Maybe made life a little bit easier. Please please um, share this with someone that you know is thinking about this and going through this process. And also share Jim's. episode that talks about what I wish I knew before I I moved mom in with Mm -hmm. me. So, okay. Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy to find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family. 